Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Hockey Writers Fantasy Forecheck Podcast. As always, I am your host, Jacob Strozik, here with my co-host. Jacob Billington, as per usual. And today, uh, we're going to do a kind of grading of how we feel each of our Hockey Writers colleagues did in our group fantasy draft, which was streamed last week. So we're going to kind of look at the teams, see how everybody did, see who's going to do good, see who we think is probably not going to do well, and then put a grade on it just for the sake of having some fun. Uh, But before we do that real quick, uh, we're going to start with our question of the week and I will pose it to Mr. Billington here with all of your fantasy drafts likely completed by now. um, Is there a specific pick that you think is going to be your ace in the hole or one that you already regret on the flip side? Ooh, I like that one. Um, So I've done two drafts and I have another one tomorrow. Um, Mm -hmm. One pick that I think I'm really going to hit on is I got Andre Vasilevsky in our draft um, later than he should have gone because he's going to be out until December. Um, right. I believe it was the fourth or fifth round um, in an 18-man league, so I was very, very happy with that pick. And another one that bit me, you kind of roasted me for, was Uka Pekalukunen. Um, I I'm still on the Vesna train, but I had to drop him, and I picked up Martin Jones instead. Going to be changing that too because I was banking he would get claimed by Tampa. He didn't, so I I kind of feel you on the goalie situation. I was banking on Spencer Knight just at least being up in the NHL for Florida, and he got sent down. I I assume he's probably not going to be down there for the entire year. He'll probably get pulled up at some point, but I was really really hoping that he was going to be a a good backup option for me to throw in there for a Florida team. So he's kind of my biting me already option uh on the flip side for me the kind of high reward low risk pick yesterday i had my uh fantasy draft for uh my keeper league that i'm in and i got uh jonas johansson as mr irrelevant with the last overall pick so i am really hoping that pays off for me big time since tampa is still tampa and maybe he'll ride them to some wins I bet it will. I'm going to try and sneak in a goalie trade here today or tomorrow in our league. Um, just because looking for? I, I have no idea. I want another high-end goalie, but how much can I really ask for it when I already have Sorokin and Vasilevsky? Um, but like, You're going to be offering one of those at that point. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't really know who I'm going to target. Um, I do want a high-end goalie. I really take value in having good goalies. Obviously, you can tell my, by my draft. Um so, yeah, I'm going to try and get somebody on the high end. Might cost a forward um, that I don't want to give up. Pretty much anybody other than Pedersen on my lineup I'm willing to give up for a high-end goalie. So, All right. We'll see uh, how that ends up turning out for you uh, down the line. <laughs> but for now, let's let's talk about some of our uh, some of our colleagues here and how their teams ended up looking. Who do you want to look at first? You can, you can start us off with your pick. Uh, let's go to your team first. We'll do ours for the first two. Sure. All right. So you can break me down here because I know what I like about my team. So tell me what you like. What do you not like? I I just think that it's a really well-rounded team. Like you got, you got Evander Kane who isn't going to score the most points on your team, but he's going to get those um, shots and those hits and the, um, and the whatnot. Um, but you also have like Luke Shen, who's also going to get you a ton of hits. Um, and like, I just, I just love how well-rounded your team is. The only gripe I have against it is your goaltending, 
Um, but even then, that's kind of a boomer bust. You got Stuart Skinner and Aiden Hill, um, as well as Spencer Knight. It's a very, very risky tandem that you're running with. But if it works, it's going to work really, really well. So if you're going to grade me, what do you give me? I'm going to give you... I'll give you an 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? I will take 8 out of 10, because I, I kind of have the similar feeling about my team. I don't think I'm, you know, a shoe-in, ace-in-the-hole for, you know, favor to win the league or anything. But I like the way that my team rounded out. Um, point is my top center. Larkin kind of coming in as my number two still has some good scoring prowess. I like that I got Makar all the way at 15. I feel like that's going to be just huge for me. Um, I got a few extra Colorado players. That's something that I kind of feel might bite me uh, is the fact that I have extra players from one team as opposed to kind of spreading it out. So I'm with you on the eight train. Uh, as far as how my team rounds out, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna gripe about that. I'll take it. Fair enough. Let's let's do you. Let me pull yours up. Yours, is, you are Hickory Dickory Doc. I am. So yes. Here we go. So, yeah, I, I remember being jealous of your lineup because you took a handful of players that I really really wanted throughout our draft last week. You took Zach Hyman. Yeah. You took Tanner Janot. You took Vince Dunn. And you took Tyler Bertuzzi. You took those (laughs) round out players that I really wanted to fill my roster out with. So I'm extremely jealous that you're taking my ideas and running with them. Uh, (laughs) As far as, you know, a weak point, maybe I would say it's, if we're not just harping on your goaltending, I would say it's a little bit of your uh, depth scoring. I think Connor Brown will be good. Um, but I'm not so sure how, you know, Nick Schmaltz, Chandler Stevenson, and Victor Olsen will play out because that's kind of a kind of a toss up to me because Stevenson probably is going to have a lesser role since Eichel's at full health, and then you have Schmaltz. He'll still probably do good, but it's still Arizona, so they might might not be getting the same ice time that he would have before Cooley got there. Yeah, uh, and then Olsen, I. As a Buffalo fan, you know, I'm going to say what I have to say about him and the fact that he's only going to get you power play points. He'll occasionally score a goal, but he'll disappear for 10 games at a time before he puts up anything. So that, that's probably my only real gripe about it is the is the depth scoring because uh, your goaltending is still solid, uh, especially when you're healthy. Um, but I'll give you – I'm going to go one half step lower, 7.5 out of 10. I think what you meant to say was 11 out of 10. 11. Um, <laughs> if you had UPL in there, I'd give you the 11. <laughs> um, yeah, I all the same things you said. Like, I'm really, really happy with my lineup. Um, Elias Patterson is really my only high-end skater um, that's, like, really up in that top tier. Um, but then everybody else that I have is, like, a really, really good middle of the lineup. Like, I don't feel like I kind of cheaped out with any of my picks. Olofsson, I picked up on waivers afterwards when I put Montour on IR. Um, so there's there's a lot of, like, those middle-of-the-pack players. Um, it's kind of like how Seattle is, they don't really have a first line. They have four second lines, um, and they're going to kill you with their depth. It's kind of what I was going for here, um, and I feel like I did that pretty well. Um, again, like you said, the Tanner Geno pick, I like that. I think he's going to have a way better year this year. Gets a ton of hits, um, ton of shots too. So yeah, I I just like my the balance of my team. But 
Yeah, I would give myself an 11. 11. No humility whatsoever. <laughs> but I guess you got to have some level of cockiness if you're going to be good at fantasy, right? Right. If I'm not betting on myself, what am I doing? You got a you got a great point there. All right, let's <laughs> uh, let's do who's got a fun name? Let's do drinking the Cooley Aid. <laughs> that is an awesome name. That's probably one of my favorites. And I believe that's Devin's team, so we can kind of piggyback off of uh, uh, what we were talking about last week. So as far as he's concerned, he has a lot of high-power scoring based yeah. off what I'm looking at his offense. He's got Logan Cooley. Uh, he's got Leon Dreisaitl. He's got Buchnevich. He's got Jesper Bratt, Troy Terry, Jared McCann. He's got Darlene and Gosses Bear on his back end. So he's really, really rocking that high-powered offense and shooting. So he's probably going to be pretty dominant in those categories. His goaltending is meh, especially since Dustin Wolf is not in the NHL. So he really only has Vili Huso for his... Oh, no, he has Saros, too. Never mind. So he has Huso and Saros for his goaltending, but even those are... Not going to be spectacular this year. I think they'll be good, but not off the charts. Yeah, I'm not very high on Huso. Um, I don't think that he's going to have a very good season again. Um, and I don't even really have a reason to back that up. I just don't like his style of play. Um, and there's not a very good defensive group in front of him in Detroit. Um, he has Logan Cooley and Wyatt Johnson, too. Risky taking a couple of rookies, but um, if those are the only two you're taking, you're in a pretty good spot. Um, Blake Wheeler, risky pick there. Um, who knows how he's going to perform in New York? And then, like, yeah, other, otherwise, like, it's a really well balanced lineup. Um, obviously, he started off with Leon Dreisidel. Doesn't get much better than that unless you're picking Connor McDavid. Um, but yeah, a lot of, lot of kind of sleeper picks on this. Like Pavel Buchnevich, Jesper Brad, even could you could throw in as kind of a sleeper pick at the high end of the draft. Um, Troy Terry, same thing. Jared McCann for sure. I I quite like his draft. What do you give him? What, what's your what's your scoring? Um, I'm pretty generous with everybody. Like when I went through and did all my scoring, I don't think anybody was lower than a six. Um, and I, only gave out, I only gave out one ten, but I'll I'll put this at about a seven and a half eight. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna sit it right at. Eight. I think it's a good flat eight score just because he has all the right tools to get all of the categories. Yeah. So I, I don't think he's really going to struggle getting points towards one specific category all year, especially if he maintains and doesn't have too many injuries kind of pop off on him. Yeah. So I think a good flat eight. All right. Who do you want to do next? Uh, let's go to the geezers next. The geezers. Justin's team. All right. Well, go ahead. What do you got? The uh, I like the lineup. Um, if this is like an NHL 24 draft, I, I quite <laughs> like it. But this is the real world, and there's a lot of concerns for me with the health. So he picked up Sean Couturier. I don't have any confidence that he's gonna last long this season. Um, Patrick Kane, he has, he's not even in the NHL right now, doesn't have a contract and Nick Backstrom who bag magic beans right there. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, so that's the first big standout for me. Um, he has a lot of kind of 
I don't want to say risk in net, um, but he has some really good, like, kind of even balance it there. He has Swim and Corpusalo and Barlamov. Um, the, all three of them could be backups. All three of them could have a big role on their team. Um, they're all very capable backups. Other than that, a lot of goal scoring, and I like it. Yeah, you kind of said towards the end there what I was really thinking is the goaltending is none of them are really clear-cut starters. So he'll yes. still end up getting points when they play because they're all still good goaltenders. Yep. But none of them are probably going to run away with a starting position to really be consistently putting that up. So I think that's a distinct weak spot. You mentioning health. I'm looking at a bunch of these different players, and they have injury history. You said Couturier. Marshawn kind of has it, but not nearly as much. Kane, you said, is out. Lindholm has had big injuries in the past. Tori Krug has had big injuries in the past. Uh, Kubalik is one of the most inconsistent, streaky players in the league, but he could you know, put up 30 goals. He could put up 15 goals. You don't know. It really depends on what he's deciding to do this time. Nick Bastrom has injury problems. Varlamov has had some injuries in the past, too. So it's uh, it's tough to assess with the assumption that some of these are probably going to end up on IR throughout the year. So uh, I think it's a little bit tougher. I, I do like the fact that he's going to get a lot of shots. He might not get as high a scoring stats as he might assume, but I think the shots will definitely be there. And some of the defensive metrics would still be pretty good because he's going to get a lot of offensive contributions from his back end. So I would sit him right around a, you know, 6.5. Yeah, I was going to say six. And like I said, if this was NHL 24 and you're just running with this roster, it would definitely be higher. But there's just so much risk in that roster right now. So you're sitting at, you said six? Yes, I'm sitting at a six for that. All right. I, I think it's fair. I don't think it's too harsh because yeah. it's still got a lot going for him. All right. Let's do. Who's got another fun name? <laughs> I like going by the names. Let's do Eichel Scott Paper Company. That was what I was going to say. That's definitely the fantastic name. So that's Connor. Um, He won our league last year. So yep. pretty interesting how taking a look at this. You want to go first? No, you're on it. Go. Go ahead. All right. Um, so the biggest thing, I think it was his last pick in the draft. He got Josh Norris. I don't know how that happened. Things aren't looking good for Josh Norris right now. He still hasn't. He didn't play a preseason game. Um, looks like he might hit LTIR either today or tomorrow. Um, who knows what's going to happen there. But outside of that, like, he got some really high-end names. He's got Roman Yossi, uh, Austin Matthews, Barkov, Panarin, even Ehlers. Um, Gabe Velarde, I really like that. That's that's his homer pick there. Um, but yeah, like I I don't see a problem with this lineup other than Cam Talbot. When I was kind of doing this and going through my notes, the only thing I put in for my holes or weaknesses is just the name Cam Talbot. Yeah, I mean, LA's goaltending is kind of a question mark at the moment. Who's going to really be the starter? Who's going to take over that spot? Because LA's team isn't bad, but their goaltending is just a question mark. So I'll agree with you on that. I really like some of the uh, kind of middle scoring players that he has here in uh, Ehlers, Zuccarello, Tarasenko, and uh, Gabe Velarde. I think he's got a lot of bonus underrated scoring potential there. If these guys really, you know, kind of pop off and have 
some some really good years. Not that Zuccarello's really had a bad year. In the past couple of years, he's been pretty good. But as he continues to age, you want to hope in fantasy that he keeps up to that kind of standard and that and that level. So I, I think he's still a bit underrated in that, that he might be overlooked because of uh, his advanced aging at this point. Uh, defense looks solid. Yossi, Morrissey, Dobson, Power, he's got offense and he's got physicality there, no problems. He might want to add in the defensive end is probably my biggest critique of his team because his whole bench is all forwards. So he's not really going to be able to cycle any defensive players in and out of his lineup throughout the week. So those metrics might be where I would say his weakness is, yep. uh, is the is the defensive categories. But overall, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 8.5. I like yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with a nine on that. And it, I honestly would be more than happy to put it a little bit higher. Um, but like looking at his hits and his blocks category, I don't think he's going to win very many weeks on that end. Um, which is fine. Like if you're outscoring those problems, that's not the end of the world by any means. Um, but he's only got one player projected for more than a hundred hits. Um, blocks. He's got a good amount from his defense. Um, about 400 out of his starting four. But yeah, other than that, like everything is very, very well-rounded on this team. I like the way it looks. All right, let's do uh, one more quick one, and then we could probably do our break real quick. Let's do another fun name here. Dumba and Dumber. I think that's a fun one. Very good one. Uh, He's got... He's got a lot of youth on this team more than anything else. And I, I think that's uh, what I noticed because he's got Connor Bedard, Dylan Cousins as his top two centers, Bunting, uh, Taylor Hall, Mitch Marner, and Kako as, uh, on his wings. So there's some unproven youth along with some, you know, possible streaky or great things out of Taylor Hall. Since he has Bedard, it might be a little bit more worth his while. So he can get that pairing going. Uh, another young guy. He's got Luke Hughes on the back end. He's got Mason McTavish. He's got Alexi Lafreniere, and I could even throw Casey Middlestad into that grouping because he's still under that twenty uh, age twenty five group. So there's a lot of risk and a lot of potential, but I'm not sure if there's enough proven ability amongst this group yet to be yeah. overly confident in what they might be able to accomplish this year. Yeah, there's too much youth for my liking for a fantasy team for a redraft league. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just there's so much potential. This could easily win the league with all these young guys. Could also be last in the league with all these young guys. Um, and you didn't even mention Kochetkov in Nets. Um, I think that he's a fantastic young goaltender, but he's down in Syracuse right now, um, starting in the AHL. So that's another kind of risky part of this. Um, but yeah, if all these young guys have seasons that we know they can have, it's it's lights out for this team. But there's just way too much risk for me to be kind of confident in this group. Yeah, I think it's just going to lack the consistency for what I would personally rank a little bit higher. So I would grade it probably closer to about a five and a half or a six. Yeah, I, I have it written down as a six and a half. I, I, I think that's fair without going too harsh and too low because... Like I said, 
there is that chance that they could. And this could easily be a 9.0 team if he hits on every single young player metric. Exactly. But that's going to be the tough part. So real quick, before we go into our next set of lists, here is a message from the Hockey Writers. Interested in writing for the Hockey Raiders? If you have experience writing about hockey, are passionate about the sport, and are looking to take your writing to the next level, the Hockey Raiders could be the place for you. Here at THW, you will have the opportunity to hone your craft at one of the world's largest and most respected hockey publishers. You will have control over what you write, be able to seek out media credentials, and be supported by a large network of writers and editors. Plus, you'll get paid for doing it. If you're interested and want to know more about team openings and requirements, please visit the Write for THW page on the Hockey Raiders website. A link to that page is also listed in the description okay everybody we are back uh let's go into uh who had the first overall pick this year we'll do williams wondrous team uh just to kind of get Connor mcdavid into the conversation real quick and see what kind of team you can build when you have the first overall pick in a draft like this yeah one of the worst picks to oh. have honestly like you get mcdavid and other than that like i i don't I never, I'm not crossing my fingers for first overall. Yeah, it's tough. It, it really is tough when you have that because you have to wait so long before you make that second pick. There's just yeah. so much you lose out on in between all of that. But as far as the team he built, I don't want to say it's bad because I think there's still a lot that he can do uh, with this grouping. He's got some scoring up front. He has McDavid. He has Stamkos. He has Eric Carlson on the back end. He has Mark Scheifele and Joel Erickson Eck up top. And then he has Kyle Connor to kind of round out that really good scoring group. So I think there's plenty there. I think his yeah. defense is lacking in the defensive categories because, again, he has Carlson, Klingberg, Wierenski, Severson is good defensively. And then he has uh, Henry Thrun to kind of round out that defense. There's There's not a lot of defensive metrics between that grouping. And I think that's probably his weakest point. Uh, again, goaltending, not great either. He has Darcy Kemper and John Gibson uh, as that group. If you have any faith in the Ducks, you know, good for you. But <laughs> I don't currently believe that they're going to be winning a lot of games. So Gibson is a tough pick. Kemper playing on Washington is being a middling pick. So you might get something out of that, but not enough. I just don't think it's enough. Yeah, and one other standout to me is in in a category league, every single um, category is just as valuable as anything else. He is going to lose every single week on the plus minus category. If anybody loses to this team in plus minus, that's like that's shocking. Tomas Hurdle on the ice a lot for San Jose. Not that he's bad, but he's just on the ice all the time. He's gonna he was in contention for the Green Jacket this year. Um, John Klingberg, Eric Carlson, and then you have Wierenski and Severson on Columbus. Um, there's just, yeah, so set up for failure in that one. But other than that, like, I love the scoring. So, like, Shifley, Eric Snack, and Hurdle, um, and then Eberly and Connor, too. Obviously, they're all fantastic. Um, I really like all those picks. Stamkos, uh, Beneers, and McDavid, fantastic. Like, there's there's a lot of potential to outscore the problems on this one, um, especially in the goals category, because obviously Connor mm-hmm. McDavid exploded with 64 last year. Mark Shifley came out of nowhere and scored 42. Um, Stamkos can put it in the net. Like there's, I really like this team, um, except for the goaltending and the fact that 
like the plus minus is going to be really bad. Um, yeah, and then the hits and blocks isn't super strong either. But I I do like the offensive output this team can can have. So what was your grade? Part of me is saying like an eight. Another part of me is saying like a six. So I'm going to go right in the middle and say seven feels too high. I'm going to go 6.75. Okay. <laughs> I, I was kind of uh, just below where you're at. I'm I'm at a 6.5 because yeah. I, I think it's just too top heavy. He, yeah. There's definitely going to be some players that he can pick up off of waivers once the season gets rolling that he can kind of balance this team out and see uh, and maybe make a trade otherwise. But as it sits, I think he's going to struggle winning anything but the offensive categories. Yeah. Okay. You got one you want to do next before I uh, Yeah, so my favorite name in the league would have Panic at the Disco. Love it. Absolutely. Go ahead. That name. A um, lot of old guys here, um, and which isn't a bad thing. You got Claude Giroux, Alex Ovechkin. Um, you can throw out, like, just a lot of the league vets, David Perron, Jeff Skinner. Matt Duchesne, even um, just a lot of Marc Andre Fleury too. A lot of really old, proven guys, but you know what you're going to get out of them. Um, Claude Giroux, thirty goals, seventy points. That's pretty easy. Ovechkin, forty goals, seventy points. Pretty easy. Jeff Skinner has had a huge bounce back in his career. I love it. Um, great defense too. Miro Heiskanen, Alex Petrangelo. Um, I really like them. Uyghur. Have to see how Calgary is going to do. Sean Dersey, I love that pick for the same reasons I took Yusuf Alamaki. They're kind of going to be battling for that number one spot um, for the offense on Arizona. I like it a lot. You got Matt Martin, going to win your hits category for you. Um, and Eli Tolvanen, who went into Seattle and did some great things last year. So I'm excited to see how he does this year. Um, and in net, pretty solid. You're going to get a lot of wins out of it. Um Save percentage might not be the best, but you're always going to get the wins with Vanacek and Ranta, and we'll see how Flurry does this year. Yeah, I you said it was all about like the the veterans, but you're right. You know exactly what you're going to get, what you're going to get out of each one of these guys. And in a redraft league like this, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this type of a roster. This is not a very win central, very top heavy, very good roster, and I like a lot of things about it because he balanced things out. Very well between the scoring. He has goals. He has assist players. He has mid-tier players. He has good plus-minus guys. He has good defensive players. He has good physical players. And this whole thing, I think you're right about the save percentage, that that might be a category that he struggles in a bit. But the teams that they play on are good, so the goals against are still going to be solid, and the wins are going to be there. So I really like this team. Uh, honestly, it would probably be one of my contenders uh, for one of the better teams in the league. So I, I would sit this probably at, at a nine. Yeah, I'm right underneath you at an eight and a half. And the only thing that bumps it down for me is the fact that he has three goalies who could lose their jobs this year. Um, Vanacek, the starter going into the year, but if Akira Schmid plays the way he did last year, he could take over. Um, Antti Ranta, he could lose that to Kochekov. Um, and Marc-Andre Fleury, he's got Jesper Wallstead knocking on the door. I don't think they're just going to sit Fleury, but you never know. Um, so that scares me a little bit. Um, those three goalies are kind of at risk, but other than that, like I'm right there with you, eight and a half, nine. Yeah, I think it's a good balanced team. I, I like so many things about it. Uh, let's I'm gonna just jump over to the next one that I have kind of sitting here, Moe's Cider. I, I 
I like most cider as a player, so I like puns with his name too. So that that's a fun one for me. I'm gonna have uh, like I'm having a blank here. I don't get the pun on that. Oh, it's 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 like cider, like apple cider. Oh yes, I got it. All right, yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. Canadian, shouldn't you know what cider is, eh? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, right. I had to remind you. It's okay. Uh so for this team. I have only one kind of minor gripe about it, and it's just consistency. And there's a lot of players here that had low points last year, so he's betting. He's betting a lot on these players bouncing back. I'm looking at players like Jordan Cairo, who had some streakiness, Johnny Goudreau, who you know, did his usual thing with assists, but he wasn't the usual Johnny Goudreau that you expect. I'd even throw Matt Barzal into that group, who has the potential for so much more, but he just wasn't himself. Raymond had a down year. He's looking to bounce back. Uh, and then Bobrovsky, I would be kind of my round out for that group, because his regular season, it, it wasn't great. It really wasn't. He had a lot of struggles up until he had that massive playoff run, so... You know, if Bob can bounce back, I think that's a good goaltending pick, but there's a lot of betting on this roster. Now, that being said, if all of them have just good enough bounce back years, we're not talking, you know, career years or anything like that. I think he has potential for a very, very rounded roster. Scoring in McKinnon, Kairou, uh, Goudreau, Barzal, Arvidsson, good scoring from Quinn Hughes on the defense, good defensive metrics out of Dowdy and McCabe. And his goaltending is solid. He has Linus Allmark. And then Bobrovsky, if he plays well, is going to be fine. He's got good hits categories out of Connor Clifton. Uh, again, McCabe. Uh, Arvidsson throws some hits. So he has some balance in there. I think it's a decently rounded team. I'm going to go seven and a half. Okay. Uh, and you forgot Jason Zucker with the hits, too. He throws a ton yep. of hits. Um so I'm kind of looking at this the opposite way of you. So, there, yeah, there was a lot of guys that maybe had down seasons last year. There's a lot of guys on this roster that can have a big step back in, like, regression this year. Um, so, like, I look at Drew Doughty. I look at Kevin Hayes. Um, even Jason Zucker. I don't I don't see him posting 27 goals this year. Um, and then Olmark and Bobrovsky. Like, they're all kind of risky picks that could take a step back this year. Um, hard for Bobrovsky to take another step back, but... Um, and Daniel Sprong as well. He scored 21 goals on the fourth line in Seattle. That's not going to happen again. I I do really like the team. It's just a really, really risky group. Um, like you said, whichever side of the argument you want to look at, a lot of people could bounce back. A lot of people could regress. There's a lot of risk in the group. That being said, I still really like it. And I, I like all the bets that he took. Um, so yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, right about a seven is where I have this group. Um, but has the potential to be a lot better than that, and especially with McKinnon. If he can, yeah, doing what McKinnon does, then hundred percent. It's it's the potential that kind of saves it more than anything else. So, yeah. I I don't have a problem sticking him with the uh, with a seven. Okay. Uh, who do you want to do next? Uh, let's go with Zublander. Also, another fantastic name. name. Um. So yeah, like looking at this team, there's a lot of things to like about it. Um, I'll I'll start with the weakness, and that's the goaltending. Um, so Jacob Markstrom, Sam Montembeau, and Joel Hofer. 
not much confidence instilled with them. Um, yeah, like there's not even much else to say about it. Markstrom has not looked good in preseason. He didn't have a good year last year. Um, but other than that, very, very, very strong group. Um, I obviously Sidney Crosby's always a win. Uh, Nikita Kucherov leading the way there and probably points for his team. But he's also got Matt Boldy, um, Burakovsky, Sergeyev is a really good pick, and then Shabbat and Drysdale as well. Um, and he's got a good balance. Like he's got Zadorov to kind of help carry out his hits, which actually the rest of his group is pretty well rounded in the hits and blocks too. Um, I didn't realize Sergeyev was that high in the blocks category. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like just other than the goaltending, I have zero problem with anything on this lineup. Yeah, I I mean the only thing I I was gonna kind of harp on was the overall physicality of the team because it's it's a lot of skill players if you ask me. It's not that none of these players get good hits, but the only one that really stands out as a physical category player was Zadorov. So I, I think that's the only thing that would kind of round out his team just a little bit more if he could do that. But the team itself has all the right key pieces. Crosby Malkin is your one, two. He's got Kucherov, DeBrusque, Boldy, Burkowski. Every single one of those are scoring threats. The defense is rounded. Shabbat. Drysdale is maybe the only uh, question mark per se, just because he's on the Ducks. Can he show up and put up, you know, a decent amount of points? Because he's not an overly physical defenseman himself. He's more of an offensive guy. So that's, that's really about it for that. I, I don't have a major gripe. Like I said, it's just the physicality. So I would be sitting this team kind of in 7.7 range. Yeah, I, I have it at a 7.5. So right around the same. It's, again, nothing wrong. No huge standouts other than Kucherov and Crosby. Um, Just really, really solid team. Yeah, it's good overall. Nothing that really jumps off the page at you, but nothing to really make you cry about at night either yeah okay let's do revenge against otters i don't know what that's a reference to i'll be i don't either i don't know if you do either but you know to each their own maybe we can get an explanation if they watch the show from here but as far as the team is concerned there's a lot of things i like and there's a couple of things that i don't like i love ryan nugent hopkins and carter verhage as his one-two center punch because they also function as wingers. So I like that he has the multi-category uh, players kind of dominating a good portion of his forward group. He Nugent Hopkins for Hagee, Boone Jenner, Tyler Sagan, uh, Dylan Dubé, all are center with another uh, wing attached to them. So his versatility going up and down his lineup, I think yeah. he's going to have a great time kind of rotating in uh, his players properly. Now, can't go wrong with Miko Rantanen as kind of your top point scorer. You're going to get a lot out of him no matter where he plays. And then the thing that I like the most about this lineup is Devin Levi. No (laughs) shock to anybody watching or listening to this whatsoever. I think he's still poised for a big year. He had a rough end to his preseason. But having been at the game, I can tell you this, seven goals against were not on him. He had a Kind of a rough night, but he was really left hang- hung out to dry. If Buffalo can clean that up, I think he's still in for a good time this year, and fantasy owners are going to get a lot out of him. Yeah. Um, keep tooting his horn a little bit. Um, <laughs> what I'm here for. Um, 
Yeah, no, like I really like the, especially the goal scoring that this team has. Um, Nugent Hopkins, Verhage, obviously Rantanen, um, and then Brock Nelson, underrated. The biggest takeaway I took from this is there's a lot of sleeper picks in here. So like mm-hmm. Nugent Hopkins and Verhage, I, you can kind of call them sleeper picks. Um, they're not those super big name superstars that people go after right away. Um, Brock Nelson, he was my sleeper pick of the year this year. Um, Philip Heedle, he can have a great season. The, there's a lot of injury concerns on this team. Um, just looking at it, even like, so Heedle, Hockenpah, and Branson are listed as day-to-day. That's not a problem, whatever. Starting the season with Ekblad and Kachir. Don't know what that's going to look like moving forward. He's going to be missing them for quite a while. Um, Sagan, he might miss some time this year, I think. I don't know if he's going to go on IR. Um, I might be thinking of somebody else, but I think he's dealing with something right now. Um, and yeah, not much offense from the blue line either, um, at least until Ekblad comes back. He's got Adam Fox, but then it's Justin Falk, Adam Larson, and Ryan Graves. Hits and blocks are going to be, he's going to win those categories with them, but mm-hmm. not much offense coming from them at all. So where are you sitting them overall? This is really, really tough because um, I do like it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them at a, at an eight. An eight. I, I was, I'm just above you. I'm gonna sit an eight point two because but, I think he, I think he has a lot of good pieces. It's, it's really just that you know, kind of injured roster that he's also running at the same time. So once he kind of figures out how to balance through that and get those players back, I think his team is going to be better than kind of how it looks while he's sitting on the waiver pickups. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt based off of what players are injured but should perform for him. Yeah. All right. Who do you want to do next? Uh, let's go too much Stu Handle. <laughs> too you much. To, Stu you have to pump. You got to pump Devin Levi's tires. Now let, let me talk about Stu. Uh, you get to talk go about ahead. Thompson this time though. That's not fair. I need one that I can pump some tires. Um, Obviously, Stutzel and Thompson as your one-two centers are fantastic. Um, They're going to get a ton of points this year, ton of shots too. Um, No concerns with that at all. Alex Debrinket, hopefully he can get back to really high score total, high goals, goal scoring totals. Um, But other than that, for the forwards, um, oh, he's got Tyler Toffoli on the wing as well on his bench. But other than that, for the forwards, I'm not super confident in. Um, Arturi Lekkonen, he can have a good year. Um, Travis Konechny, I think he might take a little bit of a step back as Philadelphia gets worse. Taylor Radish is kind of a a late-end pick. It's whatever. Ty Forrester, I don't know if he made the Flyers this year to start. Dylan Strom, see how he does now that Backstrom is back and he's pushed down the lineup even more. I don't love the forward group, um, but the defense is kind of Excuse me. He's got Alec Martinez or Alec Martinez. Sorry, who's gonna get a ton of blocks? Same as Scott Mayfield. Um, so he's got the physical categories kind of under wraps. And then John Carlson, Shay Theodore are gonna do fantastic offensively. And Mike Matheson's leading the way on the um, blue line in Montreal. Yeah, there. I, I don't want to so much pump into the Tate Thompson ideas you might think because. I, I can say it till I'm blue in the face. He he is what he is. He's just going to score. But as a one-two punch with Stutzla, the two of them can carry his offense 
more than just about anybody else. And Konechny, I think, is a great roundout forward for that kind of scoring group. So I, I don't really have too much of a problem based off of those. But, you know, the rest of it, you just kind of filter in to score what you can. I really do agree with you on the defensive group. I love what he did with it. I think it has all the right rounded pieces. And I think my favorite part of it is Mike Matheson. I got a lot of value out of him last year, and I really wanted to get him one of my leagues this year. I didn't, so I'm a little upset about it. Uh, so I'm just going to live vicariously through him and enjoy what Mike Matheson may or may not do. I think he has some of the best potential, you know, for value as far as defensemen go, uh, who probably weren't picked super high. So I, I'm real, I'm really high on Mike Matheson, what he can do. The goaltending, I think. You know, we're talking about that potential category again. Can yeah. Gustafson do it again? Can Schmid step up and maybe take over for Vanacek? Can Carter Hart, you know, win games for Philly despite them being Philadelphia right now? Yeah. There's a may a lot of maybe there, but there's potentially still a lot to like. So all in all, uh, besides some of the, you know, kind of rounded players, I still really like the team overall. So I'm gonna give him uh I'm gonna give him an eight point five. Cool. I'm not as high on them or high on this team. Um, and again, like you said, there's a lot of question marks with the goaltending. I'm confident in it, but there are some question marks. Um, I have them quite a bit, bit lower. I'm gonna say a seven. Um, okay. and that's just because the that forward depth kind of scares me a little bit. No, I get you. I, I have a lot of faith just in the defense that he acquired. And I, I like Konechny as a fantasy player because he does everything. So yeah. I think it, I think he's going to get carried in the right spots. So I have confidence in the team overall. Fair enough. All right. We have, I'll just go down to my next one. We have Matthew's superb team from our <laughs> own Matthew Zator. Let's, yeah. let's have you take him apart. Go ahead, Billington. <laughs> um, I can't find his team. Well, then I'll jump onto him then. First, yeah. um, let's just talk about the goaltending situation. <laughs> because that was the hot topic last week while it was happening at the time. He was struggling to get himself a goaltender at the right time. Everybody kept picking them up right before he was going to. So he ends up with Logan Thompson and Elvis Merzlikens. Now, should Thompson get named the starter for Vegas, I don't think all is lost. Merzlikens is really the harder part because is Columbus going to bounce back the way they should? And can Merzlikens actually be a good starting goalie this year and not put up some of the worst numbers compared to what he did last year? That out of the way now, I think the rest of his team is actually fairly solid. He has some youth. He has some veteran presence. He has a good, a really good amount of scoring. He's got Sebastian Ajo, Joe Pavelski, Jason Robertson, Adrian Kempe right up front. He also has Robert Thomas, Pavel Zaka, who's probably going to be the first line center for Boston, Adam Fantilli, who I think is going to have a really good year. I still think he's going to be one of the better Calder votes for this year. And then on defense, probably one of my favorite uh, potential breakout picks in Evan Bouchard. I think Keandre Miller is going to be good. And, I mean, he also has uh, Oliver Ekman-Larsen, who's going to have a really good role with Florida this year since 
a good portion of their defense is kind of out. So he's going to have a chance to step up and do a lot. There's a really good forward group of solid enough defensive group and a very not bad, but not great <laughs> goaltending group. <laughs> we have to be careful what we say, or he might not publish this episode for us. That's um, true. <laughs> so I was having a hard time finding his team because he changed the name of it. Um, must have been since you opened this to hoping for some puck luck. So I found it. He okay. texted me today. Um, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I am I blind? Um, but anyway, so yeah, I really like the forward group. Um, Aho and Robertson. That's fantastic. Um, and then even Kempe as well. Um, yeah. some great depth. I love the defense. Evan Bouchard and Keandre Miller were uh, pretty high on my radar. Um, Braden Schneider could have a big year, and I like Jack Eye too. So, um, the only and you already talked about the goalies. I'm not going to harp into them too much. It was if you missed the draft, it was um, it seemed like every time Matthew was going to take a goaltender, it went like the pick before him, and it was yeah. getting kind of funny, but it was rough. <laughs> Starting to feel bad for him. Um, and then the only other thing is too many pure centers. Um, he's got five pure C's, which is a lot, um, but they're all really good. And if he opts to trade them or whatnot, um, definitely a lot of value there. So give him a grade, knowing that he might just shut us down immediately after you say him. <laughs> uh, if I was going to give him a grade, it's I'll, I'll go with seven and a half. It would definitely be higher. Even with the goaltenders, I'll go. I'll give the group a seven and a half probably would be closer to an eight and a half, nine. If a couple of them, if a couple of those centers had wings plots as well. No, this one I'm going to agree with you with. I had red seven and a half. I, I think he has enough to keep him in the hunt. Um, yeah. Obviously not one of our top contenders. Currently there's always room to, to grow and see how the teams do. But I, I think he's a, in, in the hunt team right now. Yeah. So no, no problems there. Uh, I think we have two left. No, we have four left. Well, we have more than four. Okay, we're going. We, we got a few left. All right, keep going. What do you got next? Uh, let's go Spencer's Vikings. Okay. I right. love this team. I love everything about it. Um, the goaltending, fantastic. Um, could be a bit risky with Jack Campbell there. Um, and Karel Vigmelko will probably let in a lot of goals, but also save a lot. He's a great goalie. Um, I like I like the goaltending. Um, in terms of forwards, Jack Hughes, Clayton Keller, William Nylander all leading the way. Jonathan Marcheseau, um, I quite like it. Kopitar, he's got the um, – he's great second line – well, second center in this roster. Um, Anders Lee can do well. Great defense, a lot of offense that could come from the defense, but also a lot of hits and blocks too. Um, he's got Victor Hedman, Tyson Berry, Jacob Truba, and Neil Pionk, um, and Matthias Ekholm, who is going to miss a little bit of time with a hip injury. Um, not on his bench, he's got Brian Rustin, Yanni Gord, and Anthony Beauvillier too. I love this team. I I don't have anything wrong with it. No, I I don't really have too many weaknesses that i would point out the only one would be uh the the bottom half of that goaltending if you know arizona doesn't do well the milk is not going to get wins but his goals against the safe percentage are still going to be solid so he kind of balances that part out jack campbell you know unless he gets playing time in edmonton is maybe the only other part of it but 
No, you're right. The rest of it, he has a rounded amount of stats between hits, points, goals, assists, plus, minus. Everything is here. So I honestly have to agree with you on how high you could rate a team like this, especially based on how our league gets scored. Uh, I I would have this one probably at a nine. I am going to one-up you and give this the only 10 of the day. Okay. Okay. This like I have absolutely nothing wrong with this at all. Well then that's that. So this so we'll mark this down as your favorite. Yeah. Spencer okay. is my favorite to win this year. All right. And then let's uh jump into the next one since that one was much, much easier. Let's talk about Ferris B. Ehlers day off. <laughs> awesome. Names. Clever. Very, Clever. very proud of this group. That that that's a fantastic uh, name. So, first thing I noticed here, uh, it's another very top-heavy scoring group. JT Miller, Andrei Svechnikov, Trocheck, Chris Kreider. Excuse me, Val Nachushkin. He's got Chris Letang to score on his defense. He's got Spurgeon on his bench right now for. More scoring, uh, he has Sam Bennett, who I'm pretty sure is hurt, so he'll probably end up on IR, but he's good at scoring. And then, you know, he has a decent amount of round out with his uh, physicality. He has probably some of the better choices uh, on his defensive end between Gudis, Braden McNabb, and Eric Chernak. So there is a lot to like from both parts of his lineup. And his goaltending isn't exactly, you know, bad in any way, shape, or form, considering he has Hellebuck, Shesterkin, and Tristan Jari. Between the three of those, he's probably going to dominate a wins category more than yep. most teams. And uh, I think he probably has one of the most dangerous goaltending combined with defensive groups uh, in our league. So I, I'm probably higher on this team than some other people might be. Yeah, um, I, I quite like it as well. I don't see any holes in here, really. Um, it's And very underratedly, he's got JT Miller, who had 200 hits last year, which blows my mind. Um, Trocek, 182. Svechnikov, 140. So it's not even just, like, Gudis and McNabb that play that physicality. He's got that all mm-hmm. throughout his roster. It's it's insane, really. Um, and then Chernak, 209. Um, yeah, there's... Absolutely nothing wrong with this team. This is definitely second place for me right now with a 9.5. This is the, the team that I would personally give the 10 to. This is this is the one that fits especially my style of roster that I would try and build if I yep. were in the same type of position. And he filled every single hole that I would have tried to in the same exact kind of way. So as far as my standard would go, this would be my 10. 10 out of 10. Love this team. Fair enough. Whose team is this? I don't know. Um. Yeah, I and I, I can't even argue with that. I just I only wanted to have one ten. I would put this one just slightly below the last one. So. No, I got you. I, I kind of had the same idea. I didn't want to give out more than one ten. I didn't yeah. want to give out a ten unless I really felt the need. But I was like, you know, I I don't I don't have anything I really dislike about it, so I have to give it a ten. Right. Okay. Uh, let's. Do I have any other up here? We did all those. I'm kind of jumping around based off of 
I think we've got three left by my count. Let's do nothing else, Matas. All right, cool. Um, I know you go I, ahead if you got it. I don't love the defense. Okay. Um, Jeff Petrie, Alex Romanov, Brady Shea, and Darnell Nurse. And nobody else on his bench. I don't love that. Um, that's definitely the biggest hole for me. Um, other than that, I quite like the lineup. He's got Jake Ottinger in front. Um, in or in goal, sorry. Um, gonna be one of the best goalies this year. Will be in contention for the Vesna. Um, great offense. He's got Eichel, Tavares, Kaprizov, Caulfield, um, Zegris and Suzuki, uh, Josh and I don't know whose team this is, but they're definitely a Habs fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you look at it. Petrie, Romanov, Caulfield, Suzuki, Anderson. Yep. And Jake Allen. Definitely a Habs fan. And Jake Allen. <laughs> um, but no, like the offense, no problem at all. Um, I think that's going to be completely fine. Hits and blocks, really relying on those defensemen um, and Josh Anderson. Not a ton of offense going to come from that blue line. Um, you might get 25 points each, maybe 30. Um, but other than that, like I love the forward groups. Yeah, I think that's the thing that I pulled away from him most because I like the versatility of the forward group because he has a handful of left-wing, right-wing guys uh, to kind of bounce through that portion. He doesn't have any center left-wing or center right-wing guys, but he has a lot of guys that he can really switch between those two wing positions to kind of make it a little bit more versatile. Yeah. Jake Allen is really the only weak spot on the goaltending. Obviously, you're not going to pick apart, pick apart Ottinger. Um, yeah. But if Montreal at least does decent, Jake Allen will get a decent amount of wins. Yeah. Um, nothing to kind of blow you away, but he is still technically a starting goaltender. So it, it's something for you to kind of throw in your lineup and really use there. Um, I don't really have any counterpoints to what you said, so I'm just going to agree with it because you kind of picked up on the rest of what I was going to say. And, you know, I think Cole Caulfield is probably one of his more underrated picks because yeah. people still probably underrate him for the sake that he's small and he got hurt. But I still think <laughs> he's going to drop 40-plus goals this year, and I have confidence in that. So it's going to be yeah. a great spot for him, and the offense is going to be fine. Overall, team, I'd be sitting at about uh, – 7.4. Fair enough. And I like that. I'm going to go down to just seven only because he has five pure centers. Um, Same as Matthew. Just going to lower it a little bit. Definitely has the potential to be one of the best teams, but is definitely up there in the centers. All right. We have left. We have... Three, two left, right? Left. Bud Lightning and Swiss Misters. Which would do you want to do first? Let's go with Swiss Misters. I don't get that name either, other than the fact that he has two Swiss guys on the team. Maybe that's exactly it. Two Swiss guys, so two Swiss Misters. That's probably what the exact problem is. So if if something's going over my head, let me know. Um, but no, I when I was looking at this team, um, for the strengths, I put. Great scoring and Brady Kachuk. That's that's really all I put. Um, like you got Huberto, he's definitely poised for a huge bounce back season. He's coming off of 
55 points last year. That was way too low for him. Might not get up to 115 points again, but um, definitely going to be higher. He's got Nico Heischer and Rupe Hintz as his centers. I love it. Obviously, Brady Kachuk, Timo Meyer, um, Nino Niederreiter. Pretty solid on the wings, too. Um, and great defense, too. Devon Taves, Rasmus Anderson, Dmitry Orlov. Um, not as high on Jake Wallman for fantasy, but still, like, nothing to really complain about. Yeah, I, I kind of had this in my betting teams or, like, reaching teams. So there's a bunch of players here that could do great or might not do great and kind of have to try and bounce back. Um, I would even put Meyer into that category because when he got to New Jersey, he was kind of – he was okay, but he wasn't spectacular. So he kind of needs a invigoration to kind of jump in and be a big part of that lineup. So th- there's a bit of a betting game being played there. Um, Dmitry Orlov – it all depends on where he gets slotted. We'll kind of determine how much his value is compared to last year because he picked up a lot uh, when he was playing uh, in Boston, but we'll see how he does in Carolina. Copley on his goaltending, it, again, it's who's going to start there. So don't know if that's going to be uh, a big piece of them. Kadri had a bit of a down year. Obviously, we expected that considering you're probably not going to reach that career high that he did in Colorado but he's still normally pretty good for about 30 and 30. So that's a bet that he can bounce back to something like that. Huberto is a bet for a bounce back. Tatar is a bet for, can he fit into the Colorado system? I think he can. I think he can do well. I'm just not really sure how he's going to do there. Uh, And then Owen Tippett is really the other big bet of, can he kind of step up and be one of those top scoring players for the Flyers, which I think he can. I really liked him since he got drafted. I honestly wanted Buffalo to pick him uh, back in 2017. But, you know, yeah. to, so you can't always get what you want when you're just a fan praying that somebody's going to take the player that you want. Um, but I like Tippett, and I think he has the potential to drop probably 35 goals. Um, so I like this team. Don't love it. Uh, it would be around a 6.3 for me. Yeah, and the goaltending brings it down for me with Phoenix Copley and Joseph Wool. I no confidence in that at all. Um, so yeah, I'm right there, six and a half, maybe a seven. All right, and then we can jump into our last team, certainly not least, because they have a great name. We have Bud Lightning. Great, great, love it. Uh, there is for me a lot to like about this team, and then there is some risk to go along with it, but I'm absolutely here for it. Up top. Pierre-Luc Dubois and Matthew Kachuk as your, you know, top two forwards with Marty Natchez kind of rounding out that group. Every single one of them is a multi-class um, player, being center left wing, center right wing, and then left wing and right wing. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of versatility on this team just with that top grouping, so we can kind of move it around as needed. And, you know, the rest of his forward group is solid. Barbashev, Stone... Uh, Lucas Reichel, I still think is kind of underrated. And then probably one of my personal favorites as far as fantasy picks goes this year is Jonathan Drouin. Yeah. We've talked about him a few times uh, over the past you know, few months in, uh, during the summer. And I still think there's a lot to happen there. We will see. It is a pure we will see. But I'm excited to see what's going to happen there. And I think it's going to be big, excuse me, big value. Goaltending is another thing I really like here between Georgiev and uh, and Grubauer. And then he has uh, Tampa Bay Lightning starting goaltender, 
Jonas Johansson, who solidified that position uh, as of today. So there's a lot of win potential there. Three really, really good teams, and he's got all the starting goaltenders. So he's hoarding it a bit, but I like everything about it. The defense is solid. Nothing to blow your mind out of the water, but it's good enough. I think it's maybe lacking in the physical category from the defense, but he gets enough of it from a couple of his forwards that I don't think he's going to have too much of an issue. So good, good team. Not incredible, but still really good. Yeah, I don't really have much to add. This is just a a really solid team. There's nothing really wrong with it. There's no massive standouts. It's just like, I don't want to say middle of the pack and say that it's just mediocre, Um, but there's, I don't know, there's there's a lot of potential. There's not many holes in it. Um, I really like Dougie Hamilton. I think he's going to have a gigantic offensive output season. Um, Same as Phil Peronik. He could have a really good year. yeah, Jonathan drew in my favorite pick of the draft. He was like, he was the last round, I think. And he was like three picks before mine. And I was about to take him. And I was so mad that he got taken. Um, but yeah, I don't really have too much to add. There's a lot of uh, physical potential with the forward group. So they don't necessarily have a history of getting the high numbers. But Dubois and Kachuk, they could definitely take a huge step in like their hits category this year. Um mm-hmm. And then, yeah, everything else is just really, really solid. So give me your grade. Where are you at with this team? I'm going to go like a 7.9, just about an 8. I, I was just below it. I'm at a 7.7. I, I don't think he quite cracks up to the 8, uh, just because I think there's that physical element that's being lost. But the rest yeah. of the team is good. The, there's not really much to hate about the rest of the roster. Uh, and, I, and I really like the goaltending group. So, no... No problems there. All right. Before we kind of wrap it up and go through it, who is your favorite to win it? Who is your favorite to uh, be our basement dweller? And who do you think is an underdog that might swoop in and take it? Well, Spencer's team, I gave them 10 out of 10. I think um, obviously anything can happen. Um, But in the next three weeks, anybody can get hit by a bus. You never know what's going to happen with fantasy team. Um, but right now I have Spencer leading the way. Um, for bottom of the league, I don't know. Um, I don't want to roast somebody on here. Um, That's what we're here for. That is what we're here for. I like it. Um, I'm sorry, Matthew. I I love <laughs> I love a lot of your picks, but the goaltending and too many centers. I'm just it, something needs to change there. So there's my free advice. Next time you have to pay for it. Um, and then underdog to win it. I'm trying to think of the roster makeups. Um, I might go with Ferris Beelers. I think that's the one that you gave the 10 to. Yep. Um, so yeah, they're kind of not really an underdog if they're my second favorite and your favorite. Um, but they would be my runner up. Okay. Yeah. Ferris Beelers is, is going to be my, you know, favorite to win it. I, I just really like the, the roster composition. Uh, as far as, you know, worst team uh, possible or might be basement dwelling, uh, it would be yours. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no, it's, it's just a joke. Uh, yeah. No, uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to agree with you. Unfortunately, I'm going to harp on Matt's team oh, just a little bit too. This um, episode's not getting published. No, no, we're completely dead in the water now. But <laughs> no, it's fine. I, 
I have to agree with the it's the goaltending point. I think there's stuff that he can just adjust and his team could suddenly kind of bounce into it. But he can go from bubble to good or bubble to really bad real quick. And it all depends on how the season kind of starts and plays out. So I just don't have the confidence in the roster yet that he would be my my pick, not necessarily for bottom dweller, uh, but I think that he might ultimately end up there if the team doesn't evolve or change. Yeah, like I didn't give Matthew my lowest rating. Um, there was yeah. a couple teams lower than him, but I do think that there's so much potential to just like fix a couple of those holes. And it's, it's yeah. Uh, and as far as my uh, underdog, who I think can really, really have uh, something special on their hands, uh, is Panic at the Disco. I think Wrong. the... the... Mean me. No, absolutely not. <laughs> you picked Uko Pekalukinen. I will not give you credit for that whatsoever. Anyway, um, no, I think the I think the veteran presence that he had and the just overall balance of those picks, uh, he will probably be sitting towards that middle high end portion of our league. And I think he has the potential to really jump up if those players kind of take off like I would expect them to. And then if some of the kind of middling players go a little bit higher than what you would expect them to do. I think that's going to give him a lot of value. So he'd be my sleeper pick. Fair enough. I I can't really disagree. Good sleeper pick for sure. Anything else you want to touch on, harp on, any more insults we can throw at each other? Or Matthew, apparently. Or Matt, apparently. <laughs> he's, been, he's been the victim of the evening. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. No, I don't think so. I think we covered everything pretty well. All right. Uh well, that's going to wrap it up for this week then. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning into this week's episode of Fantasy Forecheck. For our next show, we're going to dive right into the season itself. The, everything will be started, so we'll be looking at all the different fantasy trends that are happening uh, from the first week of the league. So hot, cold players, uh, guys you should be picking up and dropping, every possible trend you can you know, kind of think would go along with fantasy. We're going to try and cover as much of it as possible. You know, as always, you can engage with us uh, on any of the platforms that we uh, are publishing on, whether that be, you know, YouTube, Twitter, or anything else. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast itself on your preferred listening channel and to the Hockey Writers Podcast itself and YouTube pages uh, where you can find everything and anything else hockey-related. Uh if you want to communicate with us, like I said, you can follow me on Twitter at Stro67. And I'll be there at, at Jacob Billing 10 And you can feel free to drop us a like, comment, whatever you'd like. We'll keep you up to date on all things fantasy throughout the year. Thanks again, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you next time.